pick one thing that's going to take you out of your box. And either you're going to have to find that thing to get you out of your box, whether it is a book or a person or whatever, because guess what? Once you're out of it, you're going to achieve whatever it is you want. So it's more of a method to get to whatever it is you want to do this year. Because once you are inspired and out of your box, you'll probably only pick one thing. You know, you won't have a whole list of stuff to do. This is Get Personal with Dr. Chris. Real life stories and informative conversations, helping you take control of your health and feel like yourself again. Today, we're talking about the new year, and I'm talking with my son, Anthony, who is a health journalist and my podcast producer. We're giving you three tips to be healthier and happier in 2023. So happy new year. And it seems like anytime somebody says happy new year or it's January, it's like, uh oh, pressure, pressure to like, you know, get better, do better, make something better. Anthony's with me again today. So he's going to help um, me today kind of bounce off some ideas on how to make your new year fantastic and not have pressure to. I don't know, be someone you're not. And basically just give you three tips for 2023. I know. I thought that was kind of cute. The three and the three. (laughs) New Year's resolutions that might actually be reasonable and effective. Yeah. And like the problem with New Year's resolutions is we make them too big. The problem with any behavior change is we make them too big. I mean, my whole career before I was a doctor, before I was a naturopathic physician, I was a health educator and health coach. And so all I ever did was literally help people try to change their behavior. But I'll tell you the biggest mistake is we make them make these, these things too big and we make it so they're not in line with really what's going on with us. We just feel like we got to do it because everybody else is doing it. So I'm going to give you three things, three tips that are going to make it easier for you this year. If you want to make a change, these are going to be like the basis for your change. So we'll go from there. Okay. And so this is based off of largely your long career of mentoring (laughs) people and making behavior changes. And definitely, I know what you mean by making changes too big of a change like i've done that before where i say oh i'm gonna read a book every single week and that's too ambitious and then you fail pretty quickly and then and, you just stop you yeah know, you, and you fall just don't do forever. it yeah yeah and then not only do you not do it how does it make you feel when you don't do the goal that you set out for yourself like a failure yeah even though it was like a ridiculous goal yeah yeah but then the other thing you said is people don't set the right goals like they're not really thinking about what they need they're just kind of thinking generally what does society tell me i should do exactly yeah and it's funny because the first tip i'm going to give you is so old that 
it's something I used to tell people to do in the late 80s <laughs> when I was a health educator. And I was helping people change their diet and their exercise behaviors. And it's funny because it's still there, it's still the same thing. And the number one thing that we're going to start out with today is be honest with yourself. In other words, monitoring, writing things down, tracking things. There is almost no excuse to find some way to keep track of what you're doing right now because there's so many devices out there. Now, back in like 1989 or 1990 or whenever, when I was helping people change their diets, I used to tell them, carry a journal with you and write down what you're eating. And then you're going to understand, you know, maybe where there's places you can make some changes. The reason I'm telling you that the number one thing we're going to talk about today, number one of the three, is to track or monitor is because sometimes we just don't know what it is we're doing that's making us not feel well or making us so that we can't get exercise in or we're eating the foods that maybe are making our stomach hurt more or, you know, we have a burning or we continually have mucus or I don't know, whatever it is. But there's something going on in our life that's making us not feel good. So if we just write it down or track it, it'll help. There are a plethora of tracking devices. So if you want something, you know, cool, <laughs> like, you know, the aura ring, like just put in my, and I'm not promoting anything, but I think it's cool that, or, you know, if you have your watch or if you do a whoop thing, or if you do whatever it is you do, there's a tracking device out there because it helps you be more mindful. That's why I like them. Well, there's <clears throat> so many products like that now, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Um, it can be kind of overwhelming. You can track mm -hmm. an infinite amount of things. So yeah. You don't want to do that. No. What are the most important things you're going to pick a reasonable goal for what you could track? So the number two thing we're going to talk about today is sleep. So if I go back to the number one thing, which is tracking, I think it's really great to be able to look at your sleep. Um, and I don't, by the way, on the tracking thing, don't get obsessed because if you get obsessed with the tracking, it's going to make it worse. So if you're a person that gets really obsessed, then we're going to have to go with tracking every other night or every couple of nights or, or, you know, go old fashioned, old school and just write down when you went to bed one night and when you woke up the next morning and how you felt. Mm. That's old school, but it still works. So... I still feel like, so sleep, I think, is a big one to track. Um, I do think sometimes exercise is good to track. And the reason is because we get stuck on our, our same methods of exercise all the time. Like we always walk or we always run or we always do a, a fitness class or we always do yoga or we always do something. And then you come in my office and you're like, oh, you know what, I can't seem to get stronger. Or I can't seem to lose this extra 10 pounds or I can't seem to gain an extra 10 pounds or I can't, you know, I'm stuck. If you're stuck, it's probably because you're in the same exercise rut if you are exercising. Our bodies are way too smart for that. Way too smart. As soon as you start training in a particular way of doing exercise, your body's going to get it and it's going to become really efficient at it. As soon as you're efficient at a particular kind of exercise, you're no longer 
improving your body with that exercise. So you have to switch it up. Like you could run one day and walk one day and do a functional fitness class one day and do a yoga class one day, do your own CrossFit. Yeah. Or else your body gets really good at just doing that one thing and it's Mm -hmm. not really getting challenged and like worked out. Yeah. And same with the sleep thing, which we'll talk about in a minute. You're, you know, you think I go to bed, you know, all the time at the same time and I get up all the time at the same time, but I'm so tired. I hear that in my office all the time. Mm. I'm tired, but I went to bed and I woke up at the same time, but I'm just tired. What monitoring or tracking your sleep will tell me is how, how much time did you spend in deep sleep? How much time did you spend in REM? How much time were you in light sleep? How much were you actually waking up? So again, I don't want you to obsessed, but that does help me when I can see your sleep patterns. You know, it does help me to say, okay, well, maybe we do need to send you for a sleep study and you, you need a CPAP or whatever, but, or maybe you need to change your sleeping environment. Anyway, we'll get more into sleep in a minute, okay. but that's why, that's why I think that's important. And then, you know, you're not, you don't have to use one of the technologies to monitor if we're talking about eating. You don't have to, although a lot of them will do that. But I do think that that's another one for monitoring purposes has helpful because it's not necessarily how much it's, it's a little bit about when are you waiting till you're hungry? Are you not? Are you fasting? Should you fast? So not everybody should fast. Um, should you, you know, are you doing macros? Because if you're doing macros, obviously you need to monitor that. So whatever your choice of nutrition is and everybody's different you know, monitoring that matters. And then finally, you can't really monitor our, on technology your moods, mm-hmm. but I think it's good to check in with yourself. So maybe instead of using the word tracking, I'm saying mindfulness. mindfulness. Yeah. 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 Just being, um, tuning into your body a little bit. Yeah. 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 I think the monitoring devices objectify some of the stuff in our lives. Mm-hmm. And when you objectify it, it actually helps you become more mindful of it because you, you can't, you're not labeling it as well. Didn't sleep last night again, or I just chose that. Th- I always eat wrong and blah, blah, blah. So it's the, it, it objectifies our habits. I know that you just got one of those rings. Yeah, I did. For your birthday. I did. A couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So you've been tracking sleep with that? Yeah, I have. And so what have you seen in just a couple of weeks from doing that? Um, One thing that I noticed, um, I sleep pretty well. I'm really fortunate that way. But one thing I did notice was when I ate later at night and when I drank wine. Mm. It definitely affects the sleep pattern and it attracts your temperature. So my temperature was actually higher when I had alcohol in the mm. day. Yeah. And that's not good. So that's like what you're saying. People say, well, I go to bed at the same time every night. I wake up at the same time every morning, but sometimes I don't feel good. It's because they're not looking at those other variables yeah. probably. Exactly. So I used my tracking device to see that my sleep was off and then to go back and say, well, what did I do Mm -hmm. that could have caused my sleep to be off? That's definitely being mindful of my behavior Mm -hmm. and making a choice. So I would say the number one tip is tracking, monitoring, which actually I think leads to mindfulness. 
so secondly, and I already kind of alluded to it, so we kind of like bursted the bubble a little early, but is sleep. And doing something about your sleep, I think, is a really big deal for your health. Um, I talk a lot about longevity and feeling like yourself again. And so I talk to a lot of people of all ages, but my main group is usually between, you know, 35 and 60 or 40 and 60 in that age group. And our sleep changes as we get older. Um, and it is important for sleep because that is when our cells regenerate. Now, that's going to be a f- important for anybody, right? And you see that, you know, kids sleep longer, kids get a lot of sleep. Well, we always say it's because you're growing, but you know what? It's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Their cells are being reborn and the bad cells are going through a process of detoxing and, and we're getting rid of the bad cells and new cells are being regenerated. So it's very important for sleep. It's that reason for sleep. Now, when we talk about weight management, if we don't sleep well, we're going to gain weight. Um, and fatigue, people come to my office, they're so tired. I'm, they're like, something's wrong with me. Well, there might be some stuff wrong and we might need to look at that, but how is your sleep? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. cause if you're not sleeping, you're going to be fatigued. So, oh, your immune system, your immune system gets better and regenerates and recuperates when you're sleeping too. Like when you don't feel well, what do you, what do you need to do? Sleep. Go to sleep, go rest. Cause that's when your body recuperates. So of all the habits, and this is really the only one that I'm going to mention in my three tips, I'm picking sleep. So that's a kind of a big deal. So if what can you do like practically on my, uh, for sleep, like I said, the monitoring thing is important. So you could put those two things together, but you could just pick to make sure your space for sleep is only for sleep from now on. In other words, you know, there's no TV watching before you go to sleep at night or even look, especially looking at electronics. And we know that, right? Or you could choose to do a sleep timer. When you go to bed, set your phone for, you know, 15 minutes or 20 minutes to read your book or whatever to calm down. And then it's time to go to sleep. So you get used to that whole getting ready for sleep because the getting ready for sleep is important. I would say that would be a one practical piece of information you could do to get your sleep back on board. And even you don't even need a fancy monitor to figure this out. But sometimes the number one question I ask people is, well, are you having a hard time going to sleep or staying asleep? Because that's different. Mm-hmm. Or do you wake up too early in the morning? That's different too. Not being able to fall asleep at night might be stress related. Maybe we need to get rid of some of those thoughts, blah, blah, blah. Maybe getting up and waking up might be a little bit more physiological, hormonally, hormones or, you know, detox issues. Um, And then getting up too early might be a little bit more related to your adrenal glands or your cortisol elevating a little too early. So there's ways that we need to pick this apart. And so if you haven't talked to somebody about your sleep, maybe that would be the thing you could do in 2023 is mm-hmm. find somebody that you can talk to about your sleep and start working through it and figuring out where is where are the places you need to can make some improvements. And the, and the, the monitoring and the mindfulness is a big part of that because it will help mm-hmm. you start to understand the factors that are important. And I think we all no, at this point, we've all heard that your screen isn't good for your sleep. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I mean, that's such an addiction for mm-hmm. a, a huge 
part of the population. It's like the last thing you do before you go to sleep and the first thing you do when you wake up. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to talk about that in just one second on my third tip. Okay. <laughs> but it's true, right? And so, you know, picking picking what it is about your sleep that maybe can be fixed or can be improved um, and then moving forward and finding somebody to help you with that would be the number two tip. So our, our third one, or my third tip for um, 2023, number three for 2023, is finding your positivity. So I, I didn't, you know, there's so many things we can do to change our life, but, or just to make it, to feel like ourselves again, or what, you know, trying to figure out what's missing or why can I not get to the next level of whatever it is? Maybe we don't need to get to any next level level. I don't know, but coming up with number three, the third tip, um, I I was kind of thinking back to earlier this week when I was asked the question, um, on the spot in front of people, (laughs) what is your favorite thing about you? Like this just, is when your picture in the new Lululemon <laughs> store is being unveiled because you're one of their local ambassadors. Yes, I am a local ambassador for the Lululemon. And, and in front of the whole crowd, they asked you, <laughs> yes. what's your favorite thing about yourself? Yeah, in the and whole, you were the first person they asked. You didn't have any time to prepare. Right. I was the first one. I'm like, what? What are you asking me? So um, I, I took a minute. And before I answer that question, I think everybody needs to think about that question for a minute and answer it. What's yours? Favorite thing about myself? Yes. Uh, curiosity. Oh, I love that. I love it. That's perfect. Mm. See, you did you prep it all in your mind? When I was, no. No? Good. But I just know that when I am in a kind of phase where I'm really interested in things and always looking stuff up and researching mm-hmm. things and wondering about stuff and asking questions, that's when I feel good and I feel like myself. If I'm down and I don't care and I just go on TikTok instead of trying to learn, <laughs> then I know I'm not feeling like myself. I love it. Curiosity, that is so true. That is really true about you. So if you had the opportunity to take the last couple of minutes to kind of think about what your, what your favorite thing is about you. I hope you did that. And if you did that, I hope you wrote it down and remembered it. So what I said, and what I wanted to say when they asked me was, I wanted to say something like, you know, my kids and my family, which we all want to say that. That's all right. But I knew it needed to be something about me. And that's really important. It needs to be something about you. So my answer was positivity. And, you know, to a fault, sometimes I think my glasses have full of my, I put my rose colored glasses on and I, I don't, it could be to a fault sometimes. Well, but, um, I think that's my favorite thing about myself. And so I put that as number three for the third thing you can do in 2023. As I'm talking about it, maybe I'm thinking about you should figure out what your favorite thing is about you instead. Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll we'll make that as a kind of a sidebar on mm-hmm. this one. So on the third one, positivity, the reason I put that 
is because I feel like if we are at least finding some sense of positivity in our day, it will move us to reach our goals. You said curiosity is your favorite thing about you. And without curiosity, you're just going to scroll social media all day long and not do anything. Mm -hmm. So curiosity makes you feel positive. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So whatever it is to make that makes you feel positive, I guess that's the step towards positivity. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and that's good. So to find positivity, typically we have to find inspiration. And curiosity is your inspiration. So finding your inspiration helps you find your positivity. Sometimes you find your inspiration in a book. Sometimes you find it on a website. Sometimes you find it in a friend. So find your inspiration is how you're going to move forward in 2023. What is What inspires you? And that's, that's part of mindfulness too. Because yeah. you, you figure out, you think about what it is that is the your favorite thing about yourself. What makes you feel like that? What inspires you to feel like that and be like that? Mm-hmm. And then that can help guide your life. The Absolutely. kind of things that you do. Absolutely. Um, if you're wondering how to find your inspiration, um, a couple of tips I have for you might be to put your device down. <laughs> Maybe you should put down your social media. Although some people find inspiration in that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's going to find their inspiration in a different place. Um, we are recording this, uh, you know, around the holidays. So actually I'm home with all my four kids, which is pretty awesome. Um, so I just asked my daughter what her, what makes her feel positive and what inspires her and what she does to be inspired. And she said she goes for a walk, she listens to music and she puts her phone down. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's a pretty... Not common, but I'd say that's pretty universal. Those are pretty universal things to feel inspired. Uh, but I think what that does, though, is takes you out of your box. Inspiration takes you out of your box. And I think our box in life keeps us, when, we're, when we feel boxed in, we're not doing anything, right? You, you're on TikTok. You're stuck in a routine. Yes. Yes. You're stuck in a routine. So your third tip for 2023 in finding your positivity and your inspiration is to get out of your box. Pick one thing that's going to take you out of your box. And either you're going to have to find that thing to get you out of your box, whether it is a book or a person or whatever, because guess what? Once you're out of it, you're going to achieve whatever it is you want. So it's more of a method to get to whatever it is you want to do this year. Because once you are inspired and out of your box, you'll probably only pick one thing. You know, you won't have a whole litany list of stuff to do. Um, by the end of, by the end of Jan, shoot, by the second week in January, most people have <laughs> let go of whatever their mm -hmm. quote New Year's resolution is. But if you're truly inspired, you won't let go of it you're going to see that. We were also talking to my other son about making a vision board. Have you, you've done one, right, Anthony? Yeah. Writing down what, where you want to be and what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I think 
for for him it's like <clears throat> we were talking to him about finishing school and getting his credits and graduating college and he was kind of thinking about it like oh, i just gotta finish this thing that i'm doing i yeah. gotta get these credits done i have to get this over with mm -hmm. but then talking about a vision board reframes that because we're, yeah. we're saying well what do you really want to do where do you want to be and he's saying well i really want to live in chicago with my friends after graduation and work and so kind of gave him that like aspiration or that like yeah. dream kind of outcome and that is actually really motivating yeah as opposed to just oh let me just check all the boxes on this list and just finish my classes exactly Exactly. It gives you that. As soon as you find the inspiration, finding the path is simple. Trying yeah. to go down a path without without a, 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 an end goal, just try it because you're on the path. That's no fun. That's boring. You got to be on the path to, to something that gets you, that moves you forward. And I think that's that's really, really important. And, I, and, and thinking outside of the box, I have to share too, it was kind of funny because I mean, the holidays are busy. Everybody gets busy. Everybody's stressed out. And so before the holidays, um, thinking outside of my box, I read fiction. And Anthony loves to give me really cool books about all kinds of stuff. But I, of most, a lot of times I just read fiction because it's just an escape for me and it's fun. And I had started reading some books. And then once I, you know, when I'm traveling and read, and then when I come here, I don't try, I don't raise, I don't make time. And you know how that goes. So um, I had gotten up and did my workout and I, it was dark cause it's winter and I was in, it was in the morning and I had extra time and I thought, you know, I'm just going to sit here for 15 minutes and read from my book after my workout, before I got ready for work. I've never done that before in my life. I've never picked up one of my fiction books when I should be, should mm -hmm. quote, be getting ready to go to work for my day and just sat there and, and read it. And it wasn't inspirational. It wasn't, you know, meditations. It was literally just 15 minutes out of my silly little fiction book, mm -hmm. but it felt so good. It felt so out of the box. And I, I was like, wow, that was fun. I did that. So it just it, energized you yeah, to go through the rest of the day. It's something different. So it doesn't take much. And it was, it was only 15 minutes. Yeah. Cause sometimes we get caught up and I have to be doing something mm -hmm. productive. Yes. And so, so I think it's important sometimes to just understand that doing something that's really inspiring or just makes you feel passionate, whatever it is, that's always good mm -hmm. for all of your goals. Yeah. If I'm sometimes then I start getting really interested in something and I'm researching, I start thinking, well, this is a waste of time unless I do a story about this. <laughs> yeah. But then I think, no, anything that makes me excited and gets me going is always good and always helpful. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's the, it gets you to the end. It gets you there. And although your profession and your podcast is about health, mm -hmm. this we know is essential to all health. Absolutely. Getting your, your mind healthy is probably more important than any other part of your body. So I think, I don't know if I've shared on this podcast or maybe I was a guest on somebody else's or I don't know when I said this last, but I say it a lot. 
when I was getting my master's degree in health psychology, we were reading a study by Norman Cousins, who was a psychologist a, a while, a long time ago. He's not around anymore. Uh, but he did a whole study on patients that were being treated for cancer. And they he had them actually watching uh, old movies, like funny old black and white movies that like, uh, what was that? Not Scrooge. <laughs> Stooges, the Three uh, Stooges, yeah. I had yeah. the first letter right. Yeah. The Three Stooges, and so you know what I'm talking about—just that slapstick kind of, mm -hmm. kind of funny comedy. Anyway, so the more they laughed, he would measure their white blood cell counts, their T cell counts, and things like that, and their register their pain levels and things like that. In the end, those patients that laughed more, smiled more had higher white blood cell counts, had higher T cell counts, and got well faster. So my point is that anytime we can connect positivity with anything, we're going to feel better and seriously, physiologically be better. Um, I think I shared it when the one of the times when I had COVID, it's been a couple of times, um, but the first time when nobody knew anything about it, so everybody was all scared. So I remember, you know, using that visualization and watching my fun shows and, you know, like, well, okay, the good cells are eating up the bad cells. It's all going to happen. It's going to be great. You know, trying to keep that positivity. So there is, there is absolutely 100, there's a whole school of thought, psychoneuroimmunology. It's all about the psyche and the immune system and how it, it correlates the positivity with, you know, increased ability to fight off infection. So yeah, positivity. Yeah. And I think people can feel like that's so much easier said than done. Like, okay, mm -hmm. just be happier, just laugh or smile. It's like, well, what if I don't feel good? And what right. if I don't want to, but there's also, I think a truth to just actually kind of in a way forcing yourself mm -hmm. to do things like that and i always think of the quote by william james like the the man who discovered or that founded psychology uh-huh yeah which is that i don't smile because i'm happy i'm happy because i smile mm -hmm. so if you just smile then kind of the rest of it starts to kick in and i think there's research about that as well just just putting a smile on your face oh yeah 100% there is. Um, and so sometimes if you find that you're forcing yourself, I think that's also where that inspiration comes in because that's what inspirational people and inspirational books are for. If you're like, I can't force myself to be positive right now. I just can't do it. And, th and that's where that walk comes in or the mm -hmm. music or using something in your physical surroundings to maybe help with that movement. To, to help with that move forward, I think is good. Yeah, you don't have to sit around and just wait for inspiration yeah. to strike. You can kind of make it happen. Yeah, Which go makes find me it. think of another quote from a famous art, contemporary artist, Chuck Close, that said, amateurs wait for inspiration to strike, but real artists or pro artists just start working. Mm -hmm. So you just start like doing it. it and it all... It can all, you know, you have some control over it. Yeah. Yeah. Go make it happen kind of mm -hmm. thing. I like that. <sighs> so 
Not really your typical, oh, go eat more protein kind of advice for this year. Although eating more protein is probably good. But (laughs) I would say it's more, it's definitely more tied into, you know, how are you going to find that one thing that's going to maybe move you into feeling like yourself again. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's going to be becoming more mindful. Maybe that means that you're going to track or monitor something, um, create more objectivity around whatever that behavior is. And so you become more mindful of it. Maybe it is going to be sleep, evaluating your sleep, getting a little bit more sleep, even if it's an extra 30 minutes of sleep. There's some research that says that makes a giant difference. And then finally, maybe it's just about positivity or being able to answer that question, what's your favorite thing about you? Think about that. You can answer that question, what's your favorite thing about you? And it's inspiring, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. when I asked you, were you, what's your favorite thing? And you said creativity, were you, did you have a minute of inspiration? A curiosity. Curiosity, I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel really good because you're thinking positively about yourself. Yourself, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. This is good. It's so, so true. So maybe the final you know, in, in, to wrap up really what it is, is, you know, what, what do you like best about yourself? Maybe just answer that question and right now and let it inspire you for the rest of the year and help you feel like you again. <laughs>